You know what, Sam? What? You just got to flush this one and move on to game four. Exactly. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We've hoped, uh, well, I mean, we've hoped you had a couple of days of that great overtime win, but unfortunately, um, the Canes could not win. And yes, the Canes lose 5-1, to one, Sam, but it was one of those games where the game was closer than what the score represented. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, yeah, you you have a really bad period at the end of the last five minutes of the game, and, and that, that that happens. It's nothing crazy. It's a playoffs. You knew the island. I, I mean, I felt from before today that the Islanders were going to win. I really did. I thought they were the you know they were going to be the more desperate team. That's fine. I'm glad I had a few drinks to numb me to the result of this one. So I'm okay. I kind of thought this was the result. I think Carolina's going to come back. I really do think they're going to win on game game four. I truly believe that. And I think... I hope. Yeah, I think they win game four, and they win, finish the series in um, Carolina. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we'll just have to, you know, hope for the best, move on. Not the best game. Yes, I mean, Jesper Foss got another goal. I, I think that line was the best line tonight. But at the end of the day... You move on. You fl- you you really have to flush this one. You're you cannot blame Monty Ranta. He was fine. Any goal after the second one is an unconsequential. You you allowed a goal because you couldn't win a faceoff and you couldn't clear the puck. That's on your defense. Um, do I start another goalie in Game Four? I, I can see the logic in it. I really can. I can see because you um, have nothing to lose starting by starting another. Starting Jackoff or Anderson. I mean, you have nothing to lose. You're up two games to one. Worst case, you lose and you come back to Raleigh tied. But you've won your. You've only lost one game in Raleigh in the last two years at home. And that was Game Seven against the um, Rangers. So, it's just part of the reality, right? So I'm not about to be mad. Um, regardless, but you know, you got to hope that you, you, you're able to bounce back. And I think Carolina can, I really like, and this is the funny thing of the three games. I like the hurricanes game probably better tonight than I did in the win on, uh, what would it be? Uh, the second Wednesday. game. Yeah. yeah. I thought Carolina played very good. I think they just allowed a really bad goal at the end of the game and it happens. It's part of the hockey, right? So yes. I'm not mad. It's just part of the reality of it. You let in a bad goal against a goalie like Ilya Sorokin and that's the result. Yes. And um, I think you and I will both agree. I mean, in the first period, there weren't any goals, but I think Carolina, they had the better period. I thought they were pretty much almost dominant in the first period. They had so many chances. I thought that KK line looked really good in the first yeah. period. I thought the KK line was the best line in the first period. And then I thought the stall line was the second best. Another yeah. thing, too, is, I mean, you do wonder about the injuries uh, to Terravine and you add that on with Svetch 
and Max Pacioretty, you know you're going to struggle goals. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the but day... But do you blame all of that on Ajo and Natchez? No, you can't. You cannot. Um, at the end of the day, you, you need more from those two players. Natchez has been invisible in these playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry. That's a fact. The well, only, the only I, think, I think the first game, Natchez looked well, good. In my opinion, with Natchez, the only time he's been noticeable is when he's been making glaring mistakes, horrible turnovers. That's just part of, you know, he's reverting back to a couple years ago. Okay. Um, He's your leading point scorer in the regular season. He needs to score some goals. Ajo needs to score some goals. But at the end of the day, and and you said this earlier tonight, it might not just be Ajo, it might not be Natchez as much as it is, you know, they're... um, at the end of the day, it's their line mates. I mean, you don't have Svechnikov, you don't have Pacioretty, and you don't have um, uh, Teravinen. So let's just let's just look. That's five million. I think Teravinen's at around five million a year. Svechnikov's at seven or eight, or right close to eight. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> like close seven, to nine eight or something like that. It's like it's seven point seven and a half million dollars. So, so let's say that's seven million right there. We'll we'll, we'll we'll say you got four and you got eight. And you got seven. You're talking almost twenty million in, in 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 salary that's on IR, plus another four from Gardner, plus another one from Kasha. Let, you know you don't like Gardner. Either way, that's a guy who can score. He he that's a, he's an offensive defenseman. So there's offense there. Kasha's a goal scorer. There's offense there. Pacioretty's a goal scorer. Offense there. Natchez a goal scorer. Offense there. And Teravina, the mastermind behind almost every amazing pass that the Carolina Hurricanes have made. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Gets in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, Everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get the bonus bets back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Look, I I personally, and and fans, you know, you might, you know, resign yourself. I I do not think this team can do, can win a Stanley Cup. Will they win this series? Yes. I I believe they will. I, I do not think the Islanders are as good as Carolina, even with what we currently have. I don't best player that the Islanders have is Sorokin. And I also agree, though, that if you look at the depth that the Hurricanes have, I think it is one of the um, best depth, or has the, one of the best term in terms of depth in the NHL. Yeah, I, mean, I that, really do, because um, you look at other teams, when they had big injuries mm-hmm. compared to the Hurricanes, I think the Hurricanes can cover it a bit more. Yes than a lot of these other teams. 
And this is actually coming from the hockey guy himself. And you know what? He keeps up with all 32 teams. That guy is a workhorse. I respect his work a ton. So when I hear him say that, I think that's pretty credible. So, yeah, I mean, Hurricanes no, depth wise, I still think is very good. Again, Islanders depth wise, I think is very good too. But um, it's just a matter of, st- of star power for both teams. And I think yeah. Carolina edges the Islanders in that. No, I mean, for sure. Carolina is the, the better team. We have a better third and fourth line than the Islanders. Hands down. Stahl's going to play better than anyone that the range. The Stahl line will be better than any second, you know, third, fourth line that the Islanders throw out there. And I think Ajo's better than uh, anyone both on their Barzell yeah. and Horvat. Absolutely. Now, again, I still think he needs to play better. But, I mean, when that line comes out on the ice, it's kind of a little bit like what you would expect. When you see that line first most noticeable player is guess what Aho. Jarvis is a little bit noticeable because he has some tenacity to his game but I mean I listen I lied to Drury up there for a while but he's not a flashy player by any means at all so with Aho, I mean he needs to get better but his line mates hasn't really been helping him out either I do one of three things on, well, I do two of four probably, right? I think you need to either put, I think you should put Faust, either Faust, Martinook, or put a Yarvi on the first line. And I lean toward Faust. Because right? he's hot right now. Yeah, and I think, I personally have believed this since the day we got Jesper Faust, that he can play on line four, three, two, or one. And be perfectly fine. He's fast, he's skilled, and he has the ability to score. He Great does. pun there. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he has the ability to be elite. He does. He can do it. And I think when you're in a position that you you are in right now with so much damage to your offensive core, you don't have much of a choice but to try something different. Look, I love the stall line, but I think you can move Fast up to the first and put Drury on the third. And well, the I think, effect I think be you could. Different. I think you could leave that line intact, and then you can put Nason up on that first line because I do think you need some type okay of with scrappy on player. That first line. You need some scrappy player on that top line because our it's our scrappy players in the series that have been getting in behind the nets and getting the pucks out. And then the other thing I would the do most. is I think you I, – I think this kind of game can be mentally challenging to a goaltender. So we're, I don't blame Ronta for this game. And if you do, I'm sorry. I, I thoroughly disagree with you. Ronta kept us in this game. The only goal I'll – that I will agree that I think he should have had was the third goal, the Matt Martin goal. And at the end of the day, that was an irrelevant goal. It didn't matter. We were unable to score, and we turned it over. And, yeah, of course, you would like Ronta to make the save. But then there were two, what, two more goals to follow it, so an empty net and then another goal tip. So at the end of the day, you only scored one goal. I'm not blaming Auntie Ronta for this loss. If you do, then grow up. I mean, seriously, grow up. It, it was not Ronta's fault. We scored one goal going into the last three minutes of the period, and then, you know, they scored 
four. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm mad at the inability of our offense, but I'm also resig- I've also resigned myself to the reality that this team is unable to win a Stanley Cup this year. They they don't have the ability to. I mean, let's just look at the East, right? So you're going to get either Boston or Florida, right? So you're going to have Barkov or Matthews. Those guys are unbelievable 100-point players. Oh, yes. Plus Marner. But I, but I do think, again, no, no team's going to be easy. It, it, it actually gets harder. That's how the playoffs are designed. It gets harder by every round. Yeah. But the general consensus is the fact that you probably would rather play Florida than Boston. I mean, for sure. I'm not arguing that. But let's just take a look. You got a goal. You got a hundred point player for Florida and for Boston, right? You have a hundred points. You have players who can do that with New York and New Jersey. Very close. With New Jersey, I think he was like 99 points or something like that for Jack Hughes. And then you've got Kreider, Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, who is a guy who scored 100 points in his career. Yeah, with the Rangers. So there's that. And then you have Tampa Bay, Toronto, Stamkos, Kucherov, two guys who could score like it's easy. And then you have Toronto with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, (sighs) O'Reilly. Does Carolina get out of this round? We, we've said it before. Carolina is better than the Islanders. They will win this series. If they don't, do, I'll be shocked. I'd be a little bit shocked, too. But if um, you lose, I look at it this way. You're going to have one of the better picks of the playoff teams in the draft. That's fine. You're going to have a top probably 20 pick right around there. Cool. Well, I think that kind of a little bit offsets with how they position themselves in the standings. I mean, yeah. So, you know, you're, you're going to have a, a decent-ish pick in a really deep draft. You're not going to have 30, 31, or 32. I probably would get, like, early 20s. And I think that's a good area. pick. And in this, in this draft, that's a good pick. So what I believe you do, and that gives you the ability to move that pick for a player that you're going to have next season. Right, so you can maybe talk to New Jersey if they believe, oh well, crap, we're not going to be able to sign Timo Meyer. You can flip that. Maybe you can get Meyer at a better rate than what New Jersey got him for. Right, so there are options that you have with that pick that's going to be a little bit better than initially anticipated, and that's just a reality. And if you don't agree, I mean, was Carolina in a lot of those games against the Rangers? Yeah, they were, and their game frustrates New York. Will they will will the Hurricanes be able to win that series against the Rangers? Because right now it looks I can't I can't pretty. I can't see it. But I think that also shows just how far away New Jersey is from being being a contender. Yeah, I mean, like I, you, you and I, we saw those games, and I agree with you because you said that New Jersey is a lot like what Carolina was mm-hmm. when we made, just made it into the playoffs against Washington a yeah. few years ago, and they're a young team. They're a young team. I mean, unfortunately for the uh, Devils, they didn't have, I guess you could call luck, of going up against an old, slower Capitals team. They have the unfortunate reality of going up against a younger, faster Rangers team with playoff experience. So where you have the Devils and the Rangers, very similar teams, one has playoff experience, one doesn't. So the Rangers got, you know, the Devils got big void in the playoffs. Either way, at the end of the day, does Carolina win this series regardless of the outcome tonight? Yes. Was this game a lot closer than that score indicated? Yes. I think Carolina wins game four Sunday. I do. I do not think Ronta starts. I think you get Kachetkov or Anderson. 
But I wouldn't be shocked if Ronta starts. But I think you get Kochetkov Anderson. I think you're okay with any goaltender you play. And you got to hope for bigger things from Aho and Natchez. They need to step up. Yes, they, they do. That you have no choice with Teravinen, and with with all of this offense that's on the sidelines. They have to, right? You scored one goal tonight. It's not enough. You have plenty of chances to score more than it's one. It's probably going to take three goals to win against the Islanders. Yeah, because at the end of the day, a couple, you know, two of those. If you have three goals tonight, you they get one on the power play and they get one the tip. It's tied. You're in overtime. We're we're not recording right now. We're in overtime, right? Because the empty netter doesn't happen and that other goal probably doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Fifth. So. And plus, the Hurricanes have blown two goal leads against the Islanders, I think, twice. Yeah. So, just what, what this is what you have to do at the end of the game, and this is the last thing that I really have to say about this game, is you flush this one. You cannot hang this one on Ronta. I really don't know how where, where you're going to hang. All I'm going to say about this game is you flush it and move on. You forget all the negative that happened in the last four because for for about 55 minutes, you played a great hockey game. I really didn't have a lot of complaints for this team, and I still don't. It's just my opinion is part of the reality. And I heard this on the on the fan, you know, 99 The Fan today, uh, or maybe it was the day before with Joe Ovius and Joe Giglio. You know, they're talking about what you have in the NCAA for basketball. You call bracket luck, right? You you know, you have a team upset someone else, but, you know, this team wins. You're not as good, but now they're going up against a not-as-good team because they got lucky, so you can move on even though you're not as good, right? Well, that's the same in the NHL, except it's injury luck. And Carolina just didn't have it this year, and it's part of the reality. So I'm all for, you know, the end of the day, next season – what do you do with Pacioretty? At the end of the day, you if you sign him, cool, but keep it under four. If you move on, that's fine. That's seven million in cap space. You got Stahl's not going to sign for six again. Yeah, well, we you have, have no huge players that you have to sign this offseason. You have your starting goaltender next year in Kochetkov. So you can choose to, if you don't think he can do that, you can go get a starter or, or a comparable one. I think you get Varlamov at a good deal, Ranta at a good deal. I think Anderson, you let go. His injury and inability to play this season is. is very clear you don't sign Anderson again so you're gonna have a lot of cap space I think I think what we said was around 20 25 ish right Gostas bears off your books um, although I'd resign Gostas and I would too I mean you, you have some cap space it's gonna be either Gardner's gone so you just uh, at the end of the day if this team wins the Stanley Cup as it is I'll be shocked but I'll be thrilled I got a big. I got a bottle of a. I got a bottle in, in the cabinet shaped like an actual crown to open when they win the cup. Yes, and, I hope I can open it. And if you guys saw the video recording of this, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I'm seeing your dog Sam just staring at this moth outside of, um, on on the porch. So and then it's she just, just funny. And then she just looked at me like you're talking about me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, let's get uh back to the game. I mean. It's frustrating, but you gotta move on. Yeah, uh, flush it. it was not gonna be a four to nothing sweep against the Islanders no. right when you saw, I would say, the first maybe even five minutes of the first game. Maybe first ten, because I do think Carolina probably dominated first five. But 
either way, it's going to be a close series. I do think, though, that Carolina is going to win it. Question is, and the doubts come into round two. Another thing, too, that you and I talked a little bit about is, I mean, what a great save that Ronta made, that Brodeur-like save. Yeah, Wasn't that wheel. just freaking amazing? Look, I love I love cartwheel saves like that when they when they do the cartwheel. So that's awesome. Good for Ronta. Like and I said, he what was great. a nice desperation on both Jarvis and Ronta on um, yeah. getting that puck out. It was right on the line too. Like wow, yeah. I thought Islanders scored. Look, I, look, I'm giving Ronta all of the credit in the world in this game. I really do. He kept Carolina in it. He's like, all right. You guys can't score here. I'll stop the puck. You guys can't score here. I'll stop the puck. You guys can't score here. I'll stop the puck. But you know what the story is at the end of the day? It's a story that it's been down the stretch. It's a story that it's been for this team for the probably the last 20 games. Special teams. It's what it was again. Who won the special teams battle in game one? Carolina. Who won the special teams battle in game two? Carolina. Who won the special battle teams? Who special teams battle tonight? The Islanders. With one second left on the power play, too, the Islanders um, just break the ice with it being 2-1. to one. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, you got a great shorthanded goal from Jesper Foss. And it was a great two-on-one chance. Stahl passes it to Foss. He scores. Yeah. And what's funny is I saw a comment saying, hey, at least we were able to score on their power play. Yeah. I mean, true. But at the end of the day, you had so many power plays and you weren't able to score on. Yes, you got a shorthanded goal. Awesome. But at the end of the day, you got to score on your own power play. One goal isn't going to cut it. And you got to score five on five. So Carolina has – Four goals in this postseason on special teams. Two, three power plays and a shorthanded goal. So that's four. Carolina had several five-on-fives the other night. Good. that You need to do that. But Carolina has only won one game on the road. In, well, two on the road in the past three postseasons. They won the series against the Predators in game six on the road. And that's what won the series. Yep. They won... One game against the the Devil or the Tampa Bay Lightnings in Game Three, so they won that one, and that's it. They won none last year against Boston or New York, and Carolina could have won probably the first game against the Island, the Rangers at New York, couldn't do it. So you move on. My opinion on this series will be will be defined by what happens in Game Four. If you lose game four, I think all bets are off. Maybe Carolina has the inability to finish. And I and I'll and I'll be honest with you, Canes fans, don't be I upset. wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. And I'll tell you right now, don't be upset with this team if they lose this series. It's not their fault. It's not this it's not the coach's fault. It's management. Exactly. Because you, you didn't address the glaring issue that you believed was an issue to start the season. The inability to put the puck in the net. And we're seeing that now. Did they address it in the offseason? Sure. And I think they'll do it they again. They did. But yeah. they went discount. I'm going to tell you this right now. To Don Waddell, Eric Tolsky, Tom Dundon. If you ever listen, and I know you don't. But I'll tell It'd you It would be this, awesome, though. It would be. But I'll tell you right now. This offseason, don't go cheap. Don't get discount players. Get a guy who can score. Will there be some people available? Yeah. Do I think the Rangers signed Tarasenko? I don't know if they can afford to. 
I don't know what happens with Patrick Kane. I don't know what happens with um, Lafreniere. Lafreniere, or, you can offer sheet him. Well, another player expiring for the Rangers, Andre Miller. Carolina has options this season. They have the cap space. Can they offer sheet someone? Sure, they're the king of that. That's an option. Of course, you piss off other teams, and it might make it difficult at the deadline. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? If you can go get a player. Look, I'm okay with doing your, your due diligence in the offseason, right? If you get that finisher in the offseason, I'm not going to feel that's a need at the deadline. Maybe depth is all that you need. I'm okay with that, right? But the clear glaring issue that's been the last three years, a finisher. It wasn't Svechnikov. You thought that was him when you drafted him. It is not. Although he's still young. He still yeah. could hit 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 that mark of being a goal scorer. He could. He has not yet. But, again, not blaming Svechnikov. No one should. He's hurt. It was no fault of his own. It's just part of un- – it's it's unlucky. Pacioretty, un- wildly unlucky. Kasha, unfortunate. I really like him as a person and as a player. That's just an unfortunate reality. He's never going to play in the National Hockey League again, it sounds like. Hopefully he has success overseas. Gardner, it was just an unfortunate reality. It didn't work out. You thought you were fixing a power play. You thought you were adding offense. It didn't work out. Not the end of the world, right? You LTIR'd him. That cap space was available. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to have a separate episode right. on we're, we're, I'm the getting, off-season Getting ahead stuff. of ourselves. What you need to do right now is you need to concentrate on game four, win that, come home, win the series. Game five, when I'm there, because that'll make me happy. <laughs> yes, because uh, if you guys, I'm sure you guys noticed, but the last episode I was not on because I was at the game with my dad. You asked a question. I did ask a question, so, I, and I thought it was funny too. In game five, right when I got um, in my car to to part ways from my dad to come back here. Um, that was when I saw the question that you posted on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to be funny and just post a question. So that that's what I did. And I it get to take funny. my dad to game five. Unfortunately, his only playoff game last year was against the Rangers in game seven. So I'm hoping for a much better result for him um, for the playoffs in game five against the Islanders. I would love for a series win against them for my dad. So that would be great. So if Carolina wants to help me out there, please, please, please do. But you know what? At the end of the day – got to move on to the next series or yes. to the next game. You flush this one. It was just a fluke reality that happened at the end of the series. You played a great game. You take a lot of that and you apply it to game four. You don't have to just completely forget all you did because you played great in the first two periods and probably the first 50, you know, and 55 minutes, but just 60 minutes. You got to play 60. Yes. They did and not. you got to, I think also overcome the physicality. Of the Islanders. I liked what Slavin said and what Tripp said. You play whistle to whistle. You don't get bogged down in what the Islanders are trying to play. The Islanders cannot beat you if you play your game. They cannot. They are not as good. They are just not. Period. End of sentence. Move on. Play a great game on Sunday. Even if you lose, if you play a great game like this, like tonight, I don't not have hope. Like I still believe, and I've said it a couple times, Carolina's going to win this series. Just a couple of unlucky bounces, and that was it. If they play again this kind of game where they play solid through the game and they lose, I'm not freaking out again, right? You have home ice. It's okay. But if you win that game on Sunday, 
I think you put so much pressure on the Islanders where it's probably going to get nasty here at home ice. But, again, like what you just said, play whistle to whistle. Once you do that, I I do agree. I don't think the Islanders can um, overcome to beat – Carolina, and I don't think Penny, your dog, can overcome and <laughs> trying to eat that moth. But <laughs> yes, you can't. Yes. So, well, you know what? It is what it is. So, I mean, we have a question though, right, yeah. Sam, on Twitter? Yeah. Before we get out of here, let's answer this question on Twitter. Um, we tweet, and just so everyone knows who listens to the podcast, after every playoff game, I am going to drop a Twitter question. Asking you all to, to ask us questions. We, we like to interact with you guys. So we had a question from at rather be fly, rather underscore be underscore flying um, on Twitter. Jeremy Lee. He asked, has pull you played well enough to warrant his spot in the lineup? Or is it time Rod gave one of the Chicago call ups a look? What do you think? I'll let you go first. So. My take on this is I think first you got to look at Pugliari's performance. Um, as he, to me, looked good in this first game, I didn't think he was noticeable. Um, I wouldn't mind giving anybody from Chicago a shot, but I think if you look at this from Rod Brindamore's lens, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to put anybody in Chicago Um in the lineup, just just looking at how Rod thinks here, yeah, uh, is it out of the realm of possibility? I don't think so. Um, I think one play, there's one player that has had quite a bit of NHL experience. He's a big physical player, and that's that Zach McKeeran guy. Mm-hmm. He apparently had like I believe 17 points in the last 16 games for Chicago. Mm-hmm. So maybe you add in someone physical, maybe someone like him, maybe someone like Jamison Reese. And yeah, so my, my view on this, Jeremy, is that I think Polio Yarvi has been has been fine. I mean, he played one game in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not really counting the regular season because it's over. Right, we're in the playoffs. He played one game tonight. I didn't think he was glaringly bad. He wasn't glaringly good. So I think it's dependent on what your plan is to do with the top line, right? So if your plan is to keep Drury there, I say you leave, pull you Yarvian. If you're looking for a jolt to the top line, I would, you know, I don't think. I mean, maybe you you pull him for Jamison Reese. Maybe you pull him for Orion Suzuki. I just, I, in my opinion, if you're going to bring one of those Chicago guys into the top line, it's going to send a message. Yeah, and I think that's fine too. If you put, and in my opinion, the player I want to see the most who had an unbelievable season down the stretch was Suzuki, and they've just been reluctant to give him a chance. And I'm like, okay, why not in the playoffs? See what the kid can do. He has high-end ability. You drafted him in the first round. Give him a shot. Play him in the playoffs. It's just, like I said, it's dependent on where, in my opinion, on what their decision is for this next game, what you do. If you want someone to come in to put on the top line and you don't want to put Polio Yarvi, it needs to be Suzuki or Jamison Reese. If you want someone in the bottom in your bottom six, I, I would say you stick with a guy who's played in the NHL and give it to Polio Yarvi. But if you want someone to maybe jolt your team on your top six, you got to go with Suzuki or Reese, someone who can do that. And it's only those two players that's available. 
Yeah, so I, I think it's probably going to come down to those two players. That's my guess. Another thing, too, though, I mean, as a coach, you want to be careful with um, sending the type of message that you want to play or, or sorry, want to send to your players. And, I mean, the thing is, yes, you lost this game but you know what you're still leading the series so i don't know if it's a good message to send to your team by putting someone in the ahl on that top line i don't know if that's a good time to do it now i think if you lose game four i think all bets are off but you're still leading the series so i don't know if it's the right time to send a message like that you know yeah my you're, you're still winning the series my overall feeling here is just if I'm having to decide, I probably leave the lineup as is. Um, I would too. Again, I think after game four, you lose. All bets are off. I, my opinion is, look, I like Suzuki. I really want us to give him a chance. I really do. He is a first-round pick. You have to give him a shot. You just have to give him a shot whether it's now or next season i would love to see him with a chance in the nhl maybe he just like you know like oh my goodness this guy can actually play in 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 the nhl so i would love to see that but in general my gut tells me to let polio yarvi stay in the lineup i think i agree with you just with what he Even if it is a top six, I think my first choice is pull you Yarvi in. And if you have to make a change, my first choice is it's Suzuki because I don't feel it's your bottom six that needs help. And I think that's where Jamison Reese kind of fits in. It's your top six. And I think you're, I think, you know, you talk about low end and high end. I think Suzuki's high end is more so than Jamison Reese's high end. So you have to go, I think, with Suzuki because you need a jolt in your top six, not in yes. your bottom six. But I also think if you look at the type of players that have been playing good against the Islanders, they all kind of have a physical edge. I mean, Faust, yeah, he, he he's hot right now, but you know what? He he's part. He he plays a huge part on that stall line of as being a grinding type of player, Nason. You know how he got a goal? He has a nose of being around the net, and he he has a little bit of edge to his game. So I could see the argument of possibly putting in Jamison Reese because he has that edge, you know? And I think players that have that edge, players that can really grind it up, are the players that are doing the best. And yeah. it makes sense, too, because, you're, because those are the players that know more about probably the Islanders game or more accumulated to the Islanders game than that of the Ajos, the Neches. Uh, a, a little bit of the KKs, though, not as much. But, yeah, uh, I think uh, we answered that pretty good, Sam, I would say. So, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Um, The only thing I would add left is Rod addressed the media and in general, I'm not seeing a whole lot of what he may have said, but um, the one thing that I did see, um, and this was a quote from Robert Nemore, the power play cost us the game. That was clear. We need to do more there to at least give us some life more than anything. You can't rely on killing penalties. That's not going to work. I agree. I agree. I agree. Power play needs to be better, be better in game four. Rod said it. 
there. So I agree with Ron again. So, um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Jeremy, for asking us the question. And, yeah. uh, and you know what? A player, another player that I could see coming into lineup because he's played in the playoffs for us before that we brought up Maxime LeJoie. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, think I could see him you coming know what? into the lineup. I think that's the better option if um, you ever have any injury on the back end, more so than anyone else. So my um, my uh, my thoughts at the end of the day, um, just yeah, I don't. Th- I I believe you should not practice tomorrow. I think fans and the team take tomorrow off. Have a morning. I believe you should have a morning skate on Sunday. Well, no, the game's too early. So take tomorrow off. Rest, relax. It's been a really. It's been a tough last couple games. Get some rest in. Um, if you want to have an optional skate, that's fine, but I don't think you should practice. And uh, move on to Sunday. Yep. We will see you guys then. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.